Hello Mustang fans and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host John Clore. You know, for my years with Auto Week Magazine, the Ford Special Vehicle Team, Ford Racing, and now Ford Performance, I've always known that everyone has a Mustang story. So to that end, I hope you are reading my efforts to tell your story in the enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com, as well as keeping up with the latest happenings in the Mustang hobby by checking out FordPerformanceClubConnect.com every week. My co-host is a Mustang hobby and industry insider who is perhaps best known as the longtime president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, or Moxham, one of the largest and most active Mustang clubs on the planet, plus who also heads up Boxum for you Bronco owners, as well as being the new leader behind the International Council of Mustang Clubs. Of course, I could only be talking about Mike Ray. Mike, tonight, what a story we have. Uh, an armchair enthusiast, a car guy, gets into the Mustang hobby and um, finds uh, a, a little niche that makes a YouTube video, gets super involved now in the club world, and then now he's an author. Now he's a major, major player in that Mustang community. So looking forward to this talk tonight. Mike, again, it's Mustang stories are just, you can't, you can't write this up. You need, we don't care that the Hollywood writers are on strike because this stuff happens naturally <laughs> in the Mustang <laughs> world. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to inter- introduce to you all Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy is a new author. He just penned a book called Unbridled. It just came out. In fact, Robert, I think it's hot off the press. Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. Thank you for having me. Are you kidding? We uh, when I talked to Mike about you know when I first stumbled across your story, um, you know, and I got to know you, I found out well this guy was a Porsche. You were a mechanic, Robert. I was Porsche Premier technician down in uh, Dallas, Texas. So you you working on Porsches? You know, you, you, there's just something about that iconic storied brand that. It just screams at people when you want to know about the uh, experience of driving a pure sports car. And um, that's what really struck me when you said, you know what, you really appreciated that. And yet one of your first cars uh, when you got into the the Mustang world was a Mustang II. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, My my very first uh, two Mustangs, actually. I've owned an embarrassing number of them, but... uh... (laughs) <laughs> the first two were, were both Fox bodies, but uh, my, my first V8 Mustang was, in fact, a little Cobra too. And, um, you know, I, I sold it to pay for schooling when I went out to Wyoming Technical Institute um, and regretted it ever since. And um, ended up, uh, while I was working at Porsche, wanting back into a Mustang, uh, one of our Mercedes-Benz techs across the street had a, a 351 Mach 1. It was it was a 1973, and so I went over there and I I tried test driving that, and and it felt so big. I mean, I loved the look of it, but I missed the the smaller, uh, tighter handling and whatnot of of the little Mustang too that I used to have. Uh, working at Porsche, I was used to driving so many very small cars. Yeah. Uh, that that handled so well, you know, rack and pinion steering of those Mustang twos was was a big uh, evolution back yep. in '74, and so I I ultimately felt more comfortable in uh, in those, and and uh, I've never looked back. <laughs> so Mike, you see, 
I know you th when you think of Robert Kennedy, you think of his YouTube video, that Mustang 2 world, and then he was a Fox Body guy too. You, do you know, uh, Robert, that Mike's got a Fox Body in the Halderman Museum right now? I did not realize it was in the Halderman Museum. I did know that he had one. Yep. Mike, it's pretty rare. Yep. Nope. I absolutely love my Fox Body, and boy, I love the market that's going on with them right now, and the prices just keep shooting up. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Spoken like a true investor. <laughs> I love my Fox Body, but hey, if you got a strong offer. You know, so, no, that, so anyway, uh, so Robert, let, I'm going to tell the world uh, – uh, we're talking to Robert Kennedy, a new author and, of course, a Mustang II aficionado. Uh, I stumbled on uh, a, a YouTube video. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of a – I don't watch uh, the lamestream media. Television is just not my bag. And even the automotive television with the Motor Trend channels and th that stuff got just so scripted. Uh, I didn't feel it represented the true hobby. So I uh, delved into the YouTube world. I, I found one of my favorite shows is Vice Grips Garage with – Derek Bieri, and and then I saw a couple of I always type in Mustang too to because it's I have a couple of them, and when I saw Robert Kennedy's video, it's called Adapt or Die, the Mustang Two story. I thought, what is this? And I watched this video because ninety percent Mike and you and I know this when we watch a video on TV or we see some YouTube channel guy, ninety percent of what he's talking about is wrong, and which is why I don't want anybody to learn their Mustang stuff on YouTube. So I thought, well, I'll be interested in this Robert Kennedy guy, what he has to say, because, you know, I'm a, a student of the second generation Mustang, and I'll see what if he knows what he's talking about. And by God, Robert, as I've told you, uh, I thought I was the only one that would be able to put the Mustang 2 into context to tell the world that it's not a Pinto, to, to have them understand uh, the, the importance of that car, how it was car of the year, it was the second best-selling Mustang of all time, when people wanted MPG, not HP, uh, but they wanted good looks and handling and fun to drive and affordability and, and how it came out at the right time. All these things that I put into my first book, Mustang Dynasty, I thought no one is ever going to be able to understand that. And then I saw your YouTube video and I thought, are you my brother, Robert Kennedy? Are you my brother from another mother? Where... Where did you get this perspective? And I just loved it. And I, I guess that's how you got not just in, uh, you're involved in your local club, correct? Yes. Yes, I am. Yep. MCCO, Mustang Car Club of Omaha. And how many second gens do you have in that club? Um, not many. Uh, I would say four. There well, you if you count mine, it, it it's seven then. <laughs> 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 awesome that's awesome well uh so so when i saw your video i said you know i gotta get in touch with you we talked uh you started uh i, I was at the reunions what got you involved more deeply than just ownership in the mustang 2 community you know um it was covid uh it was it was covid because uh my wife and i run a personal fitness training company here in omaha i've been doing that since i quit at Porsche. And um, I was content to just be an armchair enthusiast. <laughs> but when 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 the virus uh, caused our gym to shut down uh, for about two months, uh, I don't sit and twiddle my thumbs very well. So I have always enjoyed writing, uh, been writing articles and, and uh, newsletters for my business and whatnot uh, for years. And I thought, you know, it'd be fun to write a book about Mustang, but I don't have time for that. 
But I could crank out a little YouTube documentary about the Mustang too, because I always thought that they kind of got the short, uh, short straw there. Um, so I did that just to fill a little time, just to pass some time. I did not think it was going to become a thing at all. Um, so I, I made that over a couple of weeks, posted that on uh, some of the Mustang Two Facebook groups uh, via uh, YouTube, and just kind of assumed it would pass uh before you called me and um when when you said uh from the other end of the phone is this the robert kennedy that made adapter die the mustang 2 story <laughs> and i said yeah <laughs> and you said this is john gore from ford performance i'm telling you john i swear to god i almost soiled myself because <laughs> i thought you were calling to say you used copyrighted material take <laughs> on ford motor is going to sue you <laughs> no. just, I was just trying to do a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was just uh complimenting you on that and inviting you to become uh Mike Ray caused me a huge grief because he knows my story of owning Mustang twos and being an SVT and uh being, you know, the butt of everybody's jokes and parking my King Cobra and John Clutty's parking. He knows all the stories. So yep. one day I said to him, you know, the Mustang too, I, I, you know, we should, nobody has ever done a national reunion. And of course, Mike says, well, why don't you do the reunion of Mustang memories? <laughs> and Mike, if it weren't for you, uh, I wouldn't have, I mean, that, that was a great idea. And do you remember the, the footprint we had there at memories, Mike? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Reunion 1 was still the all-time record, right, with 89 cars? Yeah. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We, we we were so pleased that everybody said, you're not going to get 10 cars. And I said, there aren't any left. And I said, oh, yes, they are. Um, there are thousands of Mustang 2 fans. They just don't come to the shows anymore because everybody makes fun of them, and makes them park by the dumpster. So I just said, look, um, I'm going to try it. And Mike, using Mustang memories as the stage, uh, you had, you know, I think, 800 cars there that year. and. Yep. We added another 100, and we brought the engineers out, and we brought the designers. We even had the people from Motortown, and uh, Lauren Parrott became our um, reunion angel, and she did her hair up like Farrah and sat on a bunch of hoods. And, and man, we, we created something. I thought, well, that was fun having a national reunion. Well, guess what? As it is in the Mustang community, when you have a, a fun idea and people love the, the, the idea itself, Everybody and their brother started calling, want to replicate a reunion. How about a reunion two and a three and a four? Well, Robert, we just finished reunion eight, and I've been trying to turn this over to Robert, Michael, as you know how hard it is to find, <laughs> find new leadership. 
And Robert hit it out of the park. I mean, Robert, we, well, how would you assess Mustang Two Reunion Eight at Indianapolis? You know, I thought it went over really, really well. Um, after you set the bar so high on that first reunion, um, it was good down in Kansas City in 21 to get it back up. Uh, I think we had 51 cars there uh, that day. Uh, it had been a little bit smaller previously, you know, with COVID and everything. And and uh, last year kind of hit us with, with a lot of really quickly escalated gas prices right beforehand. But to, to have 54... Uh, registered for the show and and uh, 45 still show up after after some folks that had some personal you know tragedies and whatnot that uh, prevented them from making it 45 plus a, a original Mustang King Cobra uh, I think Cobra two go kart uh, yeah. was looping around the show field that was fun oh it was it was great we had a lot of new builds that we haven't seen a lot of cars were just finished in restoration. I saw uh, for the first time a real Mustang II MPG model, which was in beautiful original condition. I mean, I think. And then, what? How we? Do you think we had maybe 80, 90 people at that reunion pizza party? Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Easily. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we. I mean, we ran out of pizza, and we we'd ordered a lot. <laughs> 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 no, so Mike. You started all this with your Mustang Memories show, and now we're Reunion 8. And then um, next year, Mike, is, yeah, you tell me it's the 60th anniversary of the Ford Mustang, and the world's going to come to an end. But it's also the 50th anniversary of the second-generation Mustang, too. So I'm sure, Robert, um, you probably have something up your sleeve. Uh, as we sit down, we're going to have to work with Mike Ray because we do want it back in Detroit. Unfortunately, the boys that, that did the Motortown Cobra, which is the first Cobra 200 Utsel Ford, those guys are no longer with us, but um, the, the we, we have some commitment from the original designers. We want to replicate what we did, Mike, if that's okay, next year, if we don't have 80,000 other reunions happening at Memories. No, that is the number one that's on the list right now for us. So uh, everything else is just following that. So, Mike, I know you got other phone calls from this guy, Robert Kennedy, because after he did uh, this wonderful job, uh, he started saying, well, hey, would you like me to write a couple things for you? So... Uh, he wrote a few things for Ford Performance, and he covered some stories. And he, I don't know if it was COVID or whatever, he just, he, he got, he, he started liking it, taking some great pictures. Robert, I really loved uh, the one you did on the on the National Road. Uh, oh, Lincoln Highway, yeah. The Lincoln Highway, what a wonderful piece. Uh, you know, I don't know how many millennials would sit and read that story, but if you haven't read this, ladies and gentlemen, go back onto Ford Performance and read it. This is what I love about Road trips, Route 66, the great heritage of driving in the United States. You killed it on that one, Robert. So, Mike, I don't know what happened. Uh, he's Ro Robert is going out into public now and telling people that I, quote, encouraged, unquote, him to write a book. So I don't know. All I, all I told you, Robert, is he had a knack for it. What really got the bug under you to write a new Mustang book when I'm looking at it in my office right now? I have roughly a hundred Mustang books on my shelf and I say, Oh, there's unbridled. I just got it. What prompted you to write a Mustang book, Robert? Well, it, like I mentioned earlier, it had been in the back of my mind as a, it would be fun. It would be pretty cool to do. And it would have been specifically, and, and, and it was uh, to, to give the Mustang twos 
uh, a little more of a fair shake. Uh, I, in a lot of the books that I have, I have several Mustang books, uh, and uh, you know they're all great, but I felt like they didn't necessarily cover that era with the same level of enthusiasm and uh, attention to detail uh, and whatnot as as the models before and after. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you did find me after the the documentary and you did suggest i i believe i remember correctly that you said man you need to write a book (laughs) because i I think i pushed back on it a little bit i know but when i say that robert i don't i mean if i I say that a lot to people i don't think anybody ever took me up on it oh sure well i was just crazy enough naive enough i was naive (laughs) enough to say yes (laughs) if i knew how much time it was going to take and it would be over three years later before anything would be out the door i I don't know if i would have had the courage to 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 trust myself to have the perseverance but um i mean you are a very persuasive man and i appreciate it. it's the hardest thing that i've ever done yeah. But I could not be more proud uh, of how it turned out. Uh, so when when uh, when you and Mike and I all met uh, with our wives and and my kids up at Ford's Garage in Dearborn, and uh, uh, that was kind of that last little push that that tipped uh, me over the edge. There, I was excited. Now came back here and uh, in Omaha, sat down in my home office and figured out the the other ideas for how to expand beyond just the one idea and, and, and get a more comprehensive idea of how else this book could be different than anything else. And I wanted to really turn uh, a sharper eye on all of the different specialty models uh, from specialty manufacturers and tuners, not necessarily just original Ford products, uh, versions of the Mustang. And I wanted to look at the racing history alongside the um, the production. And I wanted to talk about uh, the politics and economics behind it, because as, you know, federal motor vehicle safety standards are passed and uh, environmental protection agency uh, standards are passed, you know, what does that do for the cars? You know, yep. these are high performance automobiles. At what point are things good or bad for them? Right. Things like the national economy with, with the housing market problems several years ago with COVID recently. What does that do to disrupt the market as a whole? And what does that do for a car that is largely purchased for fun rather than necessity? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Exactly. And I think that really is what makes your book transcend all those other. It's not a nuts and bolts and... You know, the, the, it's not the same. And the perspective of looking at the car through the eyes of society, which is really why the, the key to Mustang's success is as society's needs changed, Mustang changed. And it changed without changing its brand promise of being fun, being good looking, uh, enjoyable, uh, uh, attainable. Those 
those things always somehow they kept yet fit the needs of society at the time when they needed to be bigger and longer and they had a grande they had one and when they need to be smaller and more fuel efficient they did that and when they needed to go back to a fresh new look and get um, you know engineer horsepower back they did it when they I mean, all those things robert i think has really set, set your book apart but then you called mike again and said and the hardest thing about doing a book isn't really the words sometimes it's getting all the photography and uh you know this moxum club that mike has has got a lot of people with mustangs yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I could not have done the book the way that I did, at least, without uh, that type of connection uh, through Moxum and other clubs and and Facebook groups and 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 all of this. Uh, I ended up reaching out to and 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 receiving photo contributions from owners as far away as Japan, Germany, <laughs> Australia, Switzerland, all these places, uh, certainly Mexico, Canada, and all across the U.S., because uh, that, that was one of the other ideas I had to, to really try and separate the, the book from everything that's come before it, is I wanted to avoid a scenario where a reader would uh, plop down their hard-earned money, open it up, start flipping pages, and go, seen it, seen it seen it seen yep. it you know i wanted them to have something fresh and new so owner provided photography uh yielded a, a way to do that and a, as an economical way of, of acquiring that too because uh for anybody that hasn't written a book uh i had no clue at least how expensive professional photography was <laughs> yeah and even getting it out of the archives there's huge yeah. fees involved. so mike when you got the phone call you are no stranger to this, Mike, because in the gigantic new Ford collection, um, the, um, our, the the publisher of that, our, and we'll have our friend on very shortly, Mark Roberts, uh, for the collector's edition book, uh, they faced the same thing. And Mike, some of your member owners who sent in high resolution photography when they got their book, opened it up and found, wow, this isn't just a postage stamp. I'm on a page of a history book. And it's I really think it's kind of cool, Mike. It's the biggest surprise, and you know, one of the reactions from one of our members was, "Oh my God, wow, was that really worth the wait?" So that kind of validated everything that we were trying to do, and um, you know, just yeah, Mark's uh, you know vision to do something like that really, really, um, you know, there was such a negative impact, John, about how long it was taken and whatever. Now, and it kind of eased that pain, and you know, it does make it worth it. You know, sometimes at the end. Well, Robert found the same thing, and he reached out. and Can you imagine now, when I started going through the book, to see some of these great shots? That it's going to be what a joy, Robert! It will be to you know say, well, I contributed, and my car's in there, and I'm part of now this this history. You know, you're not rewriting Mustang history. You're you're giving it fresh perspective, and looking at it the eyes of a society that keeps changing. It's not the same old mumbo jumbo, and I really. Uh, Mike, I did. You, did I hear this right? You have Robert Kennedy coming to Mustang Memories to do a book signing at your show. Absolutely, I'm glad that the book is finally released now. People are excited about it, and let's put it in front of the biggest Mustang crowd for one day that you're going to find. So, Robert, uh, you get your sharpies ready. Oh, I have a whole pack of them. <laughs> <laughs> I figure so, I'll misplace a few and maybe run a few others dry. So I just got a whole bunch of. Them. Well, yeah, Robert, a lot of books, Robert. You're going to do very, very well. Yeah, Robert, it's it's good to see that um, it, it kind of shows that 
no matter where you are in the hobby, you know, uh, having to experience a car and understand a car, especially any of the generations of the Mustang that you might happen to be in love with, and then uh, to do the research on it, to talk to the people who are there, to get involved, to understand the car deeper than what may be on YouTube or what may be on the Internet, um, or what may be someone's opinion. And, of course, opinions are like, well, let's not get into that. Um, but so let's let's just put it this way, Robert. Really proud um, that a uh, fellow second gen guy gets out there, understands the whole seven generations of Mustang. I love the cover idea. I love the fresh perspective. Love the fact that a lot of club people have their cars in the book. What a what a fresh way to look at it. And we're hoping, Robert, two things. One, as Mike said, we that you're successful at Mustang Memories this coming August, and then two that you continue to do a good job in these Mustang two reunions. Well, I will uh, try my best. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, as usual, uh, the, you know, have you have a couple of phone numbers. We'll be here to help. Mike, I'm looking forward to this because it's always great to have um, someone from the Midwest that, you know, Porsche guy, get into the Mustang hobby and really get into the Mustang hobby and understand it and then become a player, not just, uh, in the MCA level and some other shows, but you know, to be a part of the the, the second gen community and the Mustang community, getting your name out there, Robert, we can't be more happy for you. I know your wife's happy that you're done writing. <laughs> yes, she is. She uh, single parented for most of the last three years. <laughs> Yikes! Well, and, uh, and anybody uh, reading the book owes her at least as big of a thank you as <laughs> as for me. I, I could not have sat up here and written those words if if she hadn't been doing way more than her fair share. So those of you listening and who are coming to Mustang Memories, what you do is you go up to the food truck, get a nice cold Pepsi. When you come up to Robert's table, give it to Robert's wife, not to him. She deserves it, but she'll go with a black pepper. <laughs> looking forward to it. So, Mike, I hope uh, Robert's story has encouraged you to write the Fox Body book. Yeah, let me put that on the bucket list, John. <laughs> yeah, as if as if you don't have because you've got nothing to do. There's you have gobs of time. You're bored. <laughs> I haven't eaten lunch in three days. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's keep it going, brother Robert. Best of luck on the book. Congratulations on Unbridled, and I look forward to continuing your uh, your success with the reunions. And I'll see you at Mustang Memories this August. Thanks for being a, a one of a, one of our fun guests on the Mustang Owners Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. And Mike, you know, you I don't know how you you keep up. You get all these great authors. You're going to have Robert Kennedy there with his new Unbridled book. You're also going to have Emmeline King with her book that says, Who Says Black Girls Can't Design Cars? Emmeline King, she did it. She'll be there doing a book signing. And, of course, so we've got the big SVT reunion. Uh, you get to meet John Coletti in one form or another. <laughs> and we'll let, you, <laughs> yeah. we'll let you figure that one out on your own. So, uh Congratulations, Mike, on getting these superstars to memories, and congratulations again to Robert Kennedy. Um, I don't know how you do it, Mike. How how was you just make the magic phone call? It's just uh, it's the glue in the community that uh, makes it all happen. And Robert, we're going to be honored to have you there, and uh, can't wait to see the book. I appreciate it. I am honored to be invited. All right, guys. Well, let's make sure you show up there at memories, or if not, get in touch. With Robert, again, the book's called Unbridled. Uh, it's, it's worth your time and worth your read. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we'll just have to catch you down the road. <laughs> <laughs>